Welcome, everybody, to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 10. I'm one of the hosts, Val, with um, my trusty co-host, Jason. How are you today? Hey, Val, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, always fun to talk about NASCAR trading cards and um, nothing better. And uh, we've been off for a few weeks here with a lot of stuff going on, unfortunately, I'm sure you know that uh, you have personal stuff and uh, work and everything else and finally get a time to uh, get together and record. So we got a lot of uh, information to cover, so uh, I guess we'll just jump right into it. We've had multiple race winners, and uh, Joe Gibbs Racing is still doing pretty well. We had, um, I guess we finished up at the Charlotte race, so we had Pocono, with Kyle Busch, still on a tear. Michigan, Joey Logano, another uh, winner for him. Then in Sonoma, Martin Truex. No uh, surprise there that uh, Joe Gibbs wins again. Um, Chicago is interesting. Alex Bowman, who is, that's his first win, first win of the season and first win for Alex Bowman. He, his cards are in uh, – Rookie cards are in 2014 press pass, I believe. He was one of the, I guess, last rookies added before press pass went out or decided to they didn't go out of business. They stopped producing cards. Let me see here. Do you have a list up for Alex Bowman? I knew I had it. Let me find my notes. Yeah, I do. Um, I wanted to ask real quick because, you know, we're both part of that nuts group on Facebook and – the week that he won, I saw somebody post a, a comment like, you know, everybody go digging through their, their NASCAR boxes <laughs> and, you know, pull out your Bowmans. So was he not a guy that was on the radar of a lot of people, or what's what's his background as far as collectability? He was, um, like I said, in, in the 14 stuff, he really kind of disappeared. I kind of caught... When Dale Earnhardt Jr. retired, Kendrick selected Alex Bowman to replace him. And I actually saw he actually had come to the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and uh, he made a comment, and apparently he must have been working for Hendrick, but he was working on the simulators. So he was kind of more in the background. He wasn't running, I don't think, Xfinity or anything like that. Let's double-check here. Uh, one of the greatest sites uh, for NASCAR is the Racing Reference. I'm sure all our listeners know. So I'm looking here to see. So he raced in 2014, and this is in the Cup Series. 36 races, 15, 36 races. In 2016, he ran 10 races. And in 2017, like I said, that's when I noticed he was gone. He doesn't have anything in 2017. He did run two Xfinity races in 2017. And then in 2018, so in 2016, he ran from, how can I see that? He's showing 10, he ran 10 races for Rick Hendricks. So I wonder if that's when Dale Hart Jr. was out with concussion. So in 2015, he was running with Tommy Baldwin Jr. So he was kind of between and so that 2017 is like I said he was kind of off, and then in 18 he took over. So I guess to answer your original question, 
he had cards and he was running with lower uh, teams, not the powerhouse like uh, Hendrick. Gotcha. And then when he got in with Hendrick, you know, he wasn't the number one guy with a four-team stable with um, Chase and, and and Jimmy Johnson, and you're not getting the best crew chief. You're not getting the best uh, stuff. So he, he kind of probably was uh, forgotten, I want to say. You, you know how, the, like, with baseball and uh, football and stuff like that, you got to be the hot hand and – and then people kind of forget about you unless you're doing something. What have you done for me lately type thing? Right, absolutely. And actually, so, that, so he doesn't have a lot of stuff that sold um, on eBay. There was actually only one card from 2014, and it was a parallel. But in looking at some of his other stuff, I noticed in 2016, his certified autographs have the Dale Jr. certification sticker or the hologram or whatever you want to call it. And so to me, you know, the new NASCAR collector, I thought only Dale used those. Does he use those for other people on his team? Depending on the sticker, sometimes Hendrick had stickers. I know Jeff Gordon has stickers. Earnhardt Jr. has stickers. And I don't remember if he was part of Junior Motorsports or not. He might have been. I had to it, so it's a it's a it's a junior motorsports sticker logo. Yeah, and it's only in the sixteen certified. It's not in the prism, which I thought was interesting. It's only in the sixteen certified. It's not in the prism, which I oh, thought was okay. kind of interesting. <clears throat> oh, because the sixteen prism was sticker, right? And was certified sticker or no? Certified was a sticker as well. So it's a sticker okay. on a sticker, basically. <laughs> but what I was going to say was when. Chase Elliott was running for um, Junior Motorsports when he was in Xfinity. I sent one through the mail, and I got him signed on the card, and they put a Junior Motorsports sticker over it, which I thought was really cool. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, I think that's interesting for sure. So that, and then when I had sent another one, I think it was in the following year, they didn't put the sticker on it. So that's something, like I said, I've seen with, Jeff Gordon, I think they're trying to do what they can to have an authorized signature, autograph. So it You know what? Those- I'm looking harder, and it is on the prism. It's just not as noticeable right away. So it is on the certified in the prism. But it still was a Dale Jr. sticker, so I thought that, it, to me, regardless, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know how people feel about those. It, like I said, I understand why they're doing it. They're just trying to keep the integrity of the autograph. Right. And, and, you know, so it's kind of cool. You know what? Not to, like, divert too much, but since we are talking about it, I think it's a pretty cool concept, but if it was overdone and hundreds of players or hundreds of drivers or whatever you want to say started doing it, then I think we'd have a bigger complaint. But I think when it's one or two drivers or people, it's a nice little interesting collectible um, and an interesting way to do it. But I think if it gets overdone, then it's just, you know, going to be complaints out the wall, you know. Yeah. The, and um, to circle back, so Alf Bowman has cards in the 2014 Press Pass American Thunder. He has a base and uh, Press Pass Red Line. Um, and there weren't a lot of rookies back in 2014 
he was kind of like that was you know his only that was the only rookie maybe Ryan but Ryan Reed might have been 2015. So uh, he's got his autographs in the red line, and then he's got parallels as well in that. Uh, anything else for Alex Bowman before we move on? Nope, we can go ahead. Okay, so uh, that was a first-time winner. And then the next week, so Alex Bowman was in Chicago, then Daytona, Jason Haley out of, out of nowhere. I don't know if you watched that race. That was kind of interesting. They ran most of it, and then um, it was called for lightning. And then they I, I didn't realize NASCAR's got a lightning rule that um, they have to – uh, evacuate the stands, which actually I, I had done one time when I was in Charlotte, but we had rain as well. And then they kept on lightning, and they kept on extending 30 minutes, and eventually the, they called the race, which NASCAR got a lot of grief. They couldn't have, uh, I guess we're in a bad situation. They could have run it later with the lights and stuff, but I think, I don't know if the rain was going to come in, but they called it, and uh, Jason Haley, if you remember, he had a win taken away from him in Daytona in Xfinity because he went below the yellow line to pass, which is illegal, and he had his win taken away. So he, when I watched that, he was on eggshells uh, trying to figure out if he was going to get this win or if they were going to go back racing. And I think they actually had gotten him back in the cars and then pulled back. So I'm sure he was on an emotional roller coaster uh, for the Daytona uh, July race. So I'm sure. And then he, he's got cards in a base card in 2018 certified, and that's his only base card in 2018, and that's why I like that certified. That's where you usually get all your rookies. And then he's got uh, parallels as well. And then he's also in the 2018 Prism, but it's only signature and Victory Lane has signatures. So, uh, again, he runs for a really small team. He, uh, I think the leaders had come in to pit, and they rolled the dice and stayed out and, and were able to secure the win. So that was really interesting and cool. Anything on Jason Healy? Justin. Nope. Nope. Yeah, Justin. And last week in Kentucky, did you see that one at all? Um, I did not see last week's at all. That was, I caught the ending of it, which was kind of the best part. Um, Kyle Bush and Kurt Bush were fighting it out, and uh, doing everything they could to try to win. I think uh, Kyle Busch gave his brother just a little bit too much, and Kurt ended up winning, um, which was a huge deal for Kurt. He runs for Chip Canassi Racing. He was with Stuart Haas and left, and uh, he took over for Jamie McMurray, and uh, that was his first win. That gives him a spot for the playoffs. And there's rumblings about this might be Kurt Busch's last year. Um, he won the Cup Championship in 2004. So you have a Cup champion. That puts him at 31 wins. Uh, he passed Brad Keselowski at, at 30 wins. And uh, he doesn't have a lot of cards. for. Um, he was in back in 2000, 2000 Max and 2000 SP Authentic. So... Um, he's got some signatures in SP Authentic and um, gold as well as the base and then numbered to um, 99 and 250, as, like I said, the max. So you're looking at a, a future Hall of Famer, and uh, I don't think his cards go for much, but this might be one you might want to 
take a look at if you don't have it in your collection. Um, you can grab an auto, I think, for maybe 10 bucks. I don't know what um, Check My Card's got us stuff for. You know, that was a question I was going to ask you, and you, you mentioned it already, that he is a definite Hall of Famer. I mean, is there any question in your mind? You have 31 wins, no question Hall no. of Famer? No. I've, I've been watching all the NASCAR inductions since 2010, and I've been to probably – uh, all but one or two of them, and been watching the selection. Uh, if you're one of the 50 greatest drivers that they selected back in 98, uh, they're going okay. through that list, and then also cup champions. You know, winning a championship is, is, a, tough, is a tough thing. I can't remember if he won it before they made the change or right after it, or if he was one of the reasons why they made the change. You know, it's the slow and steady type thing. There's no doubt he's a future Hall of Famer. With those number of wins, I think they're looking at about 18 or 19 wins without a championship. I'm trying to remember. Or a championship at the cup level. They're, I think what they're looking now is if you have multiple or if you're an Xfinity championship um, and then have cup wins as well. But to, in my mind, there, there's no doubt. If he's a first-time ballot, I would say maybe 50-50 on that, but he's definitely – going to be a Hall of Famer. And his rookies I'm looking at on Check My Cards as an example are uh, under four hours for the max and then um, SP Authentics under five. And they and could actually, be in place. The eBay autographs are five, six bucks or less for 2004. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think you can go wrong for, with that. Uh, that's, that's really cool. And then you can try to uh, collect uh, you know, some of the, the parallels. And at 2000 said, if people are looking at, he's got Jimmy Johnson's first card as well. So, but uh, that um, that kind of catches us up on um, drivers who have won. Um, we can talk about, um, I kind of, our last episode, we talked about the 83 Unos, and I had mentioned the next. Uh, so we, we talked about the 1970 clear Drag strips as one of the first ones, 1972 SCP, the 1983 Uno, and then um, in 1985, uh, Sports Star Photographics stickers were produced. They were might have been produced late 84, but <clears throat> 95, and they were produced by um, Ray Mann, who you might remember from the 1972 STP, working with Andy Granatelli, and Ray Mann had the Racing Pictorial magazine. <clears throat> I think it was a quarterly magazine that came out with color portraits. And he produced these placemats. And I think this is what he he made a collectible placemat. I guess he thought uh, for the guy who had everything he could have um, while he sat down to eat, he could have, um, I think it was 11 by 17 laminated photo, I don't know if it's photo paper, but... Um, a nice graphic image of the driver and the car, and then the back had information on it. And that some people think that the stickers were used as an incentive. Maybe if you bought so many placemats, you got um, the stickers. And the stickers are kind of mini versions of what the placemats look like. Have you ever seen any of these? They look familiar. Um, I don't think I ever realized you know, definitely didn't realize about the placemat part, but I know I've seen them. I uh, just never knew exactly what they were. 
and they, they measure about two by three inches. And one of the interesting, um, and I kind of them, classify them as racing, um, you know, the Czechos has got Bobby Allison, Mario Andretti. He is more known for Indy, um, but he drove in, in NASCAR. Uh, A.J. Foyt, uh, same. Uh, David Pearson, Richard Petty, Alonzo Sr., Darrell Waltrip, and Cale Yarbrough. That makes up the list. Now, there's a really interesting variation, or error if you want to call it, of David Pearson. Um, they misspelled his name, uh, his first name, and um, produced uh, a sticker of it. So they're kind of tough to find, and I know we talk about the NASCAR. When you talk about these early NASCAR stuff, everything before 88, 88 Max kind of um, took it to the next level, and that had your mass print runs. So all these before 1988 are very low print runs and are tough to find. Uh, and one of the ones that's like super rare is the Daryl Waltrip. I don't know why, but I had a hard time trying to find one of those. And I don't can't, I want to say the Bobby Allison might not be listed in the Becky guide, but um, there it's a nice little set, like I said, of um, stickers. And I'm always a sucker for a mini, so uh, it was right in my wheelhouse. So I want to ask a couple of questions here that you brought up. Looking at the information that you sent me, it says some people believe that these cards were a test, dish, test issue with only a thousand of each being made. Does that include the error and the corrected for the Pearson? So would that be a thousand of each or a thousand total, assuming that that speculation is correct? Um, like, do you think the same print run for both? I I'm not sure. Um, I can't remember where I got that information from. Uh, probably through. Uh, all the years of um, looking for information, um, I did see somebody had placed an uh, had an auction, and they had one that's not on this list. Uh, and I don't know where it came from, but it looked legit. Again, all this information is super sketchy. But like I said, if right. you go out on eBay and look, they are they are tough to uh, find. Usually, maybe you might find a, a complete set. Some you, sometimes you find the petty and um, and I. I've acquired them, and um, they're condition-sensitive where the edges are jagged from because they're on that sticker paper, I guess you would say. So they're not, yeah, you know, right. I want to say, I was going to say that they're not a professional print run, but it, it was a professional print run. I don't think, you know, they weren't looking when they were making these for people to, you know, collect them as, as a collectible like a card, I think, you know, there were little stickers to put on your car or whatever it is, or maybe your book or something. Again, I think it, it's kind of interesting with Ray Mann. He, the next, um, the year after this, he did a sports, uh, he did a, um, a bigger card. And, you know, he his main focus was the placemats. So these are kind of the, the afterthought. Uh, so the other thing was you mentioned that wall trip was a hard one to find. Um, any reason or any thought to that? Is it, you know, regional or were they all put out together or any thoughts on that? So when I say um, with the placemats, uh, it was, I think, I can't remember if he had advertisements in his magazine. He might have, okay. but I would imagine he would have been at all the tracks or had vendors at 
or a vendor at the track selling at the track. So they would have been run primarily through the South back at that time, the, the NASCAR schedule. And it could have been legal. You know, Darrell Waltrip was, was hot that time. Okay. And it, it might have been something like that. I am not sure. I just know um, it was very, very tough to find the Waltrip. But I'm trying to remember. I think it took me a few years to find find one of those. And but, I'm looking on eBay, and there are two listings, ones for the um, A.J. Foyt and ones for the Yarbrough. And they're you know, $12, $15 a piece. Is that a typical price, or are some of the other ones a little bit more expensive, a little bit cheaper? You know, what have you seen as far as the price history of these? I think that's kind of in line, less than um, 20 or 10 a piece. They kind of go in spurts where somebody might find a group of them and then put them out there and then trying to blow through them, I guess you would say. But um, yeah, but they're not, you know, a large amount of money. I think... <clears throat> Now Walsh Barnett picked up for thirty or forty bucks maybe at the time because I hadn't hadn't seen it. Um, <clears throat> I'm looking at eBay. There was an auction that closed. Uh, it was eight of the cards. So it was the Andretti, Hunter, Petty, Yarbrough. Looks like the David Pearson wrong version. Yeah, it does not have the Walters. Like I said it was <clears throat> it was tougher. So that was thirty three dollars for those. And again, you know, with some of the stuff you're not looking at condition, you're just most of the racing collectibles folks are just looking to have it as little low right. you know, maybe pass it up because um like with the Walter Bob was just wanting it and some of the ones I think are the ones I had are not super pristine. I have not had them graded so um and as I've said before I won't shy away from getting something autographed, so I got a, a set autographed <laughs> from all the drivers. Oh, wow. Okay. So the Andretti, I actually sent, a, I sent through the mail. Uh, that took okay. takes about a year. I think it takes a year for that one, and the answer I got it at Indy one time. I think I might have sent the AJ Ford off as well, and then David Pearson was at the Hall of Fame. I had gotten him back then, so um, that is a set. Like I said, it, it won't break the bank. It's not a ton of cards. You know, it's not a 100-card set or anything like that. It's just, you know, the eight or nine, depending on if you want to go after the old versions of the Pearson. But um, and it's not a crazy, you know, millions of them out there. You know, uh, they pop up every now and then. And it's, uh, you know, a fun little set. So these early NASCAR sets are all pretty small between STP, the Uno, and now the uh, 85 Sports Star Photographic. So... Yeah, this stuff is always way more interesting to me because, you know, when you're talking, say, Prism, for example, like, yeah, the cards are there and the autographs are there, but, you know, everybody knows everything about it, it seems like, on the day it's released. And a product like this, we're talking about, you know, 35, 40 years later, and we still don't know everything. Uh, it's It's kind of amazing to me that, you know, the limited amount of information on these sets um, you know, 40 years later, but this is the kind of stuff that I get a little bit more enjoyment out of just because it's a little, a little mystery. And, you know, I realize that not everybody's collecting 85 sports star, you know, racing cards, but it's interesting for sure. 
Uh, yeah, I um, I had a blast, and that's why we're you know doing the podcast. This is the only place in the world, the only podcast in the world uh, that's got information on on this, and it's um, stuff that I've learned over the last, I guess it was 2005 I started, so it's been 14 years, wow, of reading everything I can read from old um, Collector's World or um, Racing Collectibles Price Guides or magazine articles or, or, um, or Price Guide articles. It's a lot, it was a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun trying to search these things and, and Without breaking the bank, it's more about the collectible part of it, the chase, the the stuff. Uh, you know, like if you're trying to build an older older set. Uh, I I think that's kind of the enjoyment of the hobby. I know you know there's different folks. The newer folks want to get the rainbows and all this other stuff. But, you know, part of the mystery and and the history behind it, and uh, it's really cool. I you know I I like it. I guess. Uh, if you collect it on a budget, this is definitely a, a set to look at that uh, is not run-of-the-mill, um, and it's got all, you know, superstars in it, so. Um, before I forget, I actually wanted to bring something up today, um, and you kind of mentioned part of it already with Mario Andretti. Uh, so we talked in one of the episodes before about the one through the mail a little bit, uh, um, and that Petty was a really good one, and Andretti was a good one, but there was a wait. So I sent, because at the time I couldn't find anything, I sent two index cards to Richard Petty to get signed. Um, I got those back within a week or two. Uh, It was pretty quick. They were both signed um, and returned. And I want to say it was maybe around the Hall of Fame, because I remember you saying he was going to be in town and it would maybe maybe get him back that week or something like that, and I did. Yeah, they... um, month or two but i hadn't talked about it yet and then uh let me say about andretti then i'll let you say what you want to say so andretti you actually said it was going to be a year and i actually got mine back within about two months wow so i got same thing with him i didn't have anything to send that i could find so i sent two index cards and he actually did not sign the index cards he sent two their blue kmart cards I figure you probably yeah. they look like eighty seven Fleer. Yeah, I think that was one of the issues he has. Yeah. Um on the back it says nineteen ninety one. I mean it definitely looks like an older card. Um but like I said, blue looks like eighty seven Fleer. Maybe I'll post a picture of it up, but he actually sent two of those to me signed like I said, within about two months. So I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, I think if I I think I can remember what that Andretti looks like. Uh Back in the early 90s, um, just like with baseball, everybody was making a set. Everybody was, you know, Indy was making stuff in NASCAR. And, and I remember in baseball, you had the unauthorized stuff. And just, it was just. Oh, it was crazy. Anything. So, um, you know, with Andretti being Andretti, um, I think he, I don't know if he was still racing or not, but I, I, I can kind of see that uh, card in my um, in my mind here. Um, and Andretti's got a nice autograph, and then Richard Petty. Uh, oh, and so before we talk about Petty autograph, um, what I was saying in May before the Coke 600, the teams have fan days, and they're there to sign. I think Richard Richard's really good about signing, and I kind of knew they have a Petty Fest or something like that they call it, 
and he'd be there to sign. So, but he has an amazing autograph. To be the pinnacle, the Babe Ruth of racing with seven championships and 200 wins, and then we talked about Pearson. He's got 105, I think, as number two. So 94 more wins, and then, you know, his autograph is just a work of art. Yeah, actually, I think we did talk about it already a while ago, but it seems like it has never changed. Yeah, he, he had, for a stint there in the 80s, it was R. Petty, okay. and, then, uh, and then he changed it back. I see uh, online, I see some autographs. So if you see an autograph that looks like the current one, but it's just R. Petty, you know, you're looking for the loops and stuff, then it's kind of the real deal. So he's just signed so much stuff. So I know everybody's time is valuable. You want to talk about the 2019 Victory Lane at all? That was a new release that had come out. You know what? Um, I'm going to let you, since I'm a little bit out of the loop uh, with stuff changing at work, um, talk about it. And I'm, I've kind of looked at it a little bit, but I've not opened any whatsoever. Um, so I'm a little behind on that one. Gotcha. I haven't opened any as, as well, but um, I have... Uh, a case that is slated to be opened here very shortly. Uh, with everything that's going on the last um, month or whatever, I have not had time, but I am going to make time for that now. But uh, I've been watching some of the videos. Um, your hobby boxes will have their four packs. You get an autograph or memorabilia per box. So you get two autographs and two memorabilia. I believe it's a 100-card set. And what I found interesting was that for the second time, there's another set in there, just like the Donruss, where they have the optic. They have, I'm trying to remember the name of it, of that second 100 card. You have 100 past winners, the 100 card past winner set. I'm looking, I'm looking. Pedal to the Metal. Pedal to the Metal Champions is the 100 card. Okay. And so think, yeah, so you have. No, no, no. So you have a pedal to the metal, a hundred card set of it, and then you have a hundred okay. card base. Uh, in the like last year, they had the past winners in that subset. It's included in the set, I should say. So you have basically two one hundred card sets in there, and I think what I had read was you got two pedal to the metals in each pack. So it's a ten card pack. And so it says your box hits are um, four inserts and eight pedal-to-the-metal holographic inserts. And then, of course, you have your parallels, your blue, 9 to 99, your gold, 25, green to 5, black to 101, and printing places, 101. And then for the base set, you have parallels, gold to 25, black, 101, and printing plates, 1. So they cut some of the parallels from the base. But the photography looks really nice. Uh, I think they, Panini did an amazing job with the with the images on the cards. The this is going to be the first release of 19 that's going to have the new sponsorship um, changes. So Jimmy Johnson and Ally, uh, the Dunrush when it was released, it was released in early February in the media uh, day where they grabbed the pictures and stuff was uh, after that. So Dunrush was using some older photos. So anybody who's kind of changed sponsorships, uh, this is really the first release for it. So last year's Victory Lane kind of grew on me. 
and uh, I'm a big fan of the 2018. Like I said, 19 I haven't opened up yet, but the photography looks great. The uh, patch cards look great. You know, I've seen blaster boxes, and blasters are either, I think it's one memorabilia or one auto per box, and it's only one pack of 10 cards for your uh, almost $20. Oh, I haven't seen those yet. I've only seen uh, Donruss and last year's Prism. I went and looked the other day for a blaster box at Target. They didn't have it. Uh, my buddy uh, Logan, uh, King NASCAR, he grabbed a couple of boxes. He's out in um, Tennessee, and I've seen um, a box break on YouTube of um, a blaster. So, okay. So they're kind of out there, but they're not in um, Charlotte. I wonder yet. if it's a regional thing. I don't know. I would expect them to be, but right now the shelves are full of <laughs> baseball uh, products and. Uh, some hockey's coming out, I guess. I saw a box of SP hockey, a blaster, and uh, Tops is not afraid to produce some baseball products. With I think Alan Ginter was that one blaster box, Alan Ginter, and you got Series 2 and everything, and I guess Stadium Club, and I'm just glad I collect um, NASCAR. <laughs> and I have to be honest, I did grab, because I'm a Mets fan, um, I did grab some Series 2 blasters, uh, to get uh, try to get to Pete Alonzo. So the victory lane, I'll have more. Um, if you go to uh, YouTube and Racing Card Info, I've got box breaks box breaks videos there of just racing, and I'll have I have 2018 victory lane, and I'll have some 2019 victory lane as soon as I um, get that here in the next couple of days. So I would definitely um, check that out or um, definitely give it a look. And um, one of the kind of switch gears, one of the big things coming up here is um, the 40th National Sports Collectors Convention in Chicago. That's going to start Wednesday, July 31st. Uh, I am super excited. And uh, I know uh, you had mentioned you will not be attending this year through some uh, stuff. So I'm definitely going to miss uh, seeing you there. But um, pretty neat if you've never been very overwhelming. There are a lot of uh, vendors. I know you've been before, Jason. What we, what, how could you describe it? You know, it's funny because I last year was my first in Cleveland, and I went, you know, obviously as part of the Still City Collectibles team and worked, you know, the show, so I, I get it from a different standpoint or different viewpoint, I guess. Uh, but definitely walking you know, in and out, because we didn't walk much during the day, but, it, um, you know, these people will say, oh, you better have a plan when you go. You better, you know, don't buy at the first booth because there's a million booths, and they are all correct. Um, you know, the one thing I will say is there's no way you can, you know, some people like to make the lap first for shows and then buy. Or, there's no way you can do that. Uh, it's It's so big you might not make it through the whole show. But definitely have some sort of plan. You know, take a backpack. That's one of the biggest things I can say. Is take a backpack if you're going to go to buy. It's a, it's a, I've never been to the Chicago one, but for Cleveland, you know, it's a, it's a monster building. And, you know, even just, <clears throat> I know you were going to talk about the parking, but walking from your car to the middle of the show at the hall. So uh, definitely be prepared, you know, and have some sort of plan. Uh, to at least make it through a lot of the boosts, you know, each day. Yeah, it's a um, 
overwhelming, and I think, like I said, make a plan and uh, maybe uh, bring a snack or two. Yeah, definitely want to maximize maximize your time. Um, I don't know if you have Lance crackers, but I usually pack up uh, Lance crackers or something like that. And sometimes I've never been to the Chicago show, so I'm not sure of the layout. But you know, trying to find a place to eat, just kind of snack, and then um, have a uh, a good dinner or whatever. So, to your point, there will be multiples of kind of what you're looking for. Now, if you're looking for something that's very rare, and if the price is right, you probably want to grab it. You can, uh, you know, uh, bring a, a notebook with you and jot down uh, vendors. The uh, rows are are marked, and the vendors have numbers. There's, um, I think they're by hundreds, if I remember. So you can make some notes and come back later. As a NASCAR guy, usually... I can do the show in a day or two, actually not a day, probably two days, uh, visiting the different booths and asking if they have NASCAR. Most of the time they just look at me like I got two heads and I move on. So, And depending on what kind of hunter you are, uh, you can go with the big boys or look for uh, folks that are a little smaller maybe, and I would say more disorganized. The, those are the ones where you're going to be hunting and looking for buried treasure, I wish you would say. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the guys that this is their first show or they brought their lifelong collection, and uh, these are the folks that uh, are collectors who will hunt after folks that don't grade. Look at, they're looking for um, those cards that they can uh, take to the graders at that are at the show, get them slabbed, and then flip or... Uh, do, you know, whatever, but, um, you know, then you have your, your players that have the wax. And, um, you know, I guess sometimes it varies, but, you know, any kind of complete set you're looking for, you you probably be able to find at the show um, from, you know, all the 52 mantles and all the high, crazy high-dollar stuff, the, the Jordan rookies. Um, it There's something kind of for everybody. There are different, there are corporate sponsors or corporate companies there. Tops has a, I don't want to say a conference or kind of a little Q&A session. I think those are on Friday. That's on Friday. Uh, you have to sign up. So when you get there Wednesday or whatever, you sign up at the Tops booth. Um, there's a VIP membership that gets you you know, uh, some goodies and stuff like that. And Gary V and Josh Luber will be uh, discussing the future of trading cards uh, on um, that Wednesday at 2 p.m. Uh, before the opening at room 14. That'll be interesting. I'll probably try to get to that. Uh, PCA, PSA has a reg- set registry luncheon. Uh, that's usually Friday, but you have to have a number one set on the registry. I've never been to Chicago, and when I was looking online, they talked about if you have a super VIP, you can actually get a free parking pass for the week. Um, so if you have a super VIP, you might want to look for um, those instructions. Basically, you get your uh, parking ticket or parking pass uh, from the machine. You come in, and then you, you they'll give you a pass, and then you use that for the whole week to get in and out So and not to uh, keep up with that and uh, keep it the whole week. So uh, it is just slam full. Uh, of, a, of events going on. Um, we haven't even talked about the autograph pavilion. Everybody, all the superstars will be there. Um, it's just it's just mind-blowing. 
Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, I don't know if you knew or weren't aware or what what the deal was, but uh, Check Out My Cards actually has uh, where you can sign up and talk to Tim Getch. I don't I want to say that's his last name, but he is the founder of Check Out My Cards, and you can actually schedule a half an hour block of time to talk to him. And um, I actually did that last year. Very nice guy. Answered every question that I asked him you know, without hesitation. So I can't say enough about him as far as being upfront and honest. Um, but it was, it was a nice conversation, you, you know, and you get your 30 minutes and, you know, I think we even went a couple minutes over to finish what we were talking about. So I would encourage people that use check out my cars to, you know, schedule that time with him or somebody that's maybe looking to sell or just learn about what Check Out My Cards is, you know, it's not often that you can get a half an hour block of time with, you know, the founder of one of the companies that we use on a daily basis. So uh, especially for free. So I would say take advantage of that as well. That uh, I will definitely take advantage of that. So you have to go to the website and sign up for there? Um, I got an email the other day. It was uh, one of their blogs. I'll see if I can find it and send it over to you. Um, it might even be on their Twitter. So let me see if I can find it. I'll send it over to you. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'm uh, excited um, to go. I'm going to try to document uh, and talk to as many people as I can. Usually I go uh, to buy and stuff like that. This year it's more to go and um, uh, talk to some of these, uh, you know, founders and, and the folks that run these companies that um, – that, like you say, use daily and, and stuff. So, um, you know, this is where, you know, you can talk to Joe Orlando or, or Steve Sloan, I think it is, of PSA. Um, you know, PSA, they everybody does some kind of stuff different. Um, the PSA booth I've done before is they'll take a picture of you and put it on a card uh, and then encapsulate it uh, with, with uh, the PSA uh, information on it that you want. Uh, Tops. I was actually going to find some old Tops cards and bring with me. Tops has a uh, take one, leave one. I guess I don't know what the exact name is. You can um, leave some cards and, and take some cards uh, for swapping. Um, I'm not sure if Upper Deck does that or not, but I was going to bring some cards. Folks are doing different types of stuff. I know Steel City. Don't they do something special? We did last year. Now that I'm I'm not going this year. I'm a little bit out of the loop on that. Um, I know they're doing giveaways, uh, like memorabilia, signed memorabilia giveaways. I think there are four per day, but you, you know, don't quote me on that. Yeah. I believe there are four per day. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not going to, uh, I don't think anybody's going to hold you to the details, but I guess what I'm trying to say That's is that the, the companies are doing uh, giveaways, Absolutely. Uh, I guess, in silver packs. I think Beckett did a scavenger or something uh, they do that every so, year. Yep, yep. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of fun, and I don't remember. Oh, here it is. Kids 12 and under are admitted free all week. So that is the greatest thing to try to get uh, kids into the hobby. So kids 12 and under are free to the national. I don't remember what it costs. Normally it's $20 a day, or you can get the super or the VIP um, that gets you in. I think it's a half an hour early. Um, so they do stuff for the kids. Um, you'll be able to find, you know, cards for, for tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then you'll find stuff for a buck 
or um, I remember going. What I don't even know what year so it was. Two thousand must have been early. Maybe it was twelve or thirteen, and getting pulling some Chase Elliott rookies out of the you know twenty five cent box and stuff. So uh, there's definitely deals to be had and um, rare stuff to find, and it's it's a lot of fun. And like you said, it's overwhelming. And uh, bring a good pair of shoes. Have some of a plan. Um, it runs from Wednesday, July 31st to Sunday, August 4th. Like I said, all the big players, Tops, Upper Deck, Leaf will be there. Becky Grading, SGC, PSA will be there. Uh, there's a Bricker Pavilion. Um, the distributors, I want to say Go GTS, but I don't know if that's their distributor brand name or not. Uh, I believe it is, yeah. I think it's a Go GTS booth. All the auction houses will be there. It's, I think it was over 200 different vendors, maybe it was 284. I don't know why that's popping in my head, but uh, you can go out to the website, get a lot of that information. NCNSCCshow.com, National Sports Collectors Convention. And, um, and then it moves around. Next year it will be in Atlantic City. But uh, I, if you're flying in, you probably want to go to O'Hara Airport. Uh, I'm not sure about what you need to do if you're driving, but uh, all that stuff's on the website. There's hotels, and you can get a um, like a conference rate. Might be too late now, but if you uh, you know if you're going to go next year in Atlantic City, uh, you can use that kind of stuff. So um, it's kind of the the mecca, the pinnacle of card shows. I don't know anything else to add to that. No, I think you pretty much nailed it. I mean, there's it's so much going on that you could have a 24-hour podcast about it and probably still not cover it all. So definitely a lot going on there. Yeah, I guess, you know, I was just thinking about the different um, games and stuff like that. You know, it all depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking to some enjoyment either by doing the scavenger hunt or, um, you know, trying to get your stuff graded or um, looking for that, missing white whale for your collection. It's uh, something for everybody. Yeah, 100%. Well, let's leave it there. I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at NASCAR Radio. Um, On YouTube, Racing Card Info. You can uh, contact me uh, either way. And uh, Jason, anything you want to add? Uh, nope, I think we're good for now, and then uh, we'll we'll come back a lot sooner this time than we did last time, so we won't have a big break in between. Definitely. Uh, if we continue on, we'll talk about the 1986 photographics. Uh, that is a really uh, cool set with some short prints and stuff, so uh, a little teaser for next time. But um, I appreciate everybody listening uh, and, and uh, listening this far in. So uh, everybody have a great day. And uh, if you see me at the National, uh, introduce yourself. Jason, You thanks again for everything. And uh, Absolutely. And we'll uh, see you next time.